It's just so cool seeing the worship team come up here and do everything that they do every week. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, I know it's, it's a lot of work to practice on Tuesdays and stuff like that. So I love it. It was really cool, you know, hearing a lot of the songs that you guys uh, sang for us and that you led us into worship. So thank you for that. Um, as always, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to get up and share the different things that God has been showing me through the Bible, my time reading and journaling, and through my time in prayer and one-on-one walking with him, and how it plays out with the people I get to live life with. So uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you, Pastor Andy, for giving me this opportunity, and, and thank God that we get to be here and do this. Um, <clears throat> we're finishing up our series on gratitude and thankfulness, and today what we're going to look at, and we're going to unpack some verses from the Bible that will show us how Gratitude greases the gears of relationship. Gratitude greases the gears of relationship. Man, life is so good, and it is so complicated. And it seems like the better that it gets, the more complicated that it gets. But I'm pretty sure I figured out the secret to the good life. Heather, this is the secret to the good life. The good life, and that makes it so complicated and messy is people. (laughs) But we need each other. We need each other to grow. We need each other to mature. We need each other to move forward in life and to become all that God has intended for us to be. And there's something that's been stuck in my head uh, the last few weeks. Um, It's this, uh, from the book of Genesis, after God had created everything and he had Adam there And Adam had all the animals and all the pets in the world. And Adam had direct access and relationship with God. But God said the one thing in all of creation that wasn't good was that Adam was alone. Even though he had all the animals for pets and he had this access to God, this relationship with God, he was still alone. Because God's intention for us is to be in relationship with each other. That was the plan from the beginning, and it's not good for us to be alone. And so we, when we are together, we get to grow with each other. We get to take care of each other. We get to worship and serve God together. We get to love God, love people, and live like we mean it. But how do we do this, this L3, love God, love people, and live like we mean it, when people are often a stinky pile of pride and selfishness? <laughs> Right? It seems so like, yeah, let's go do this thing. It's so joyful. Love God, love people, live like we mean it. But then you have to deal with guys like me who are a lot of work. And the answer to that question is just as complicated and complex as the people it's dressing. So we're going to look at a couple of verses to kind of give us an idea and give us kind of um, that, that foundation of how gratitude can grease the gears of relationship. In Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, It says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging each other, um, one another, and all the more as we see the day drawing near. In Galatians 6, 9 through 10, it says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then... As we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Life is a grind. It is hard. It is challenging. It is difficult. It's beautiful and wonderful. I'm not going to pretend that it isn't, but the reality is that it's hard. We have people drawing from us every day, teachers, parents, spouses, 
kids, bosses, coworkers, managers. We have all these people that are drawing from us every single day. And all around us, there are opportunities to show love, to do good, but it's wearisome. It's exhausting. We get stressed. We get wore out. We get hurt sometimes as we do this. And one of the things to consider, like Hebrews 10.24 says, is that will enable us to live like we mean it is expressing gratitude and thankfulness to each other and the people in our lives. Now, there's a picture of some gears, um, and uh, it shows how gratitude causes relationships to run smoothly. Now, what happens if that oil isn't poured out? If it just stays in the bottle, if it's not opened up and, and applied to the gears, is it going to be any use? Not at all. And it's the same with the gratitude that we have for each other. If we don't share it, if we don't express it, if we're not pouring it out, it's not going to grease the gears of these relationships. It's not going to help us to move forward. It's not going to keep us encouraged when we hold, out, hold on to this gratitude and the different things that we see people doing in our lives. Check out um, what Ephesians 5.19 says. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. And the meaning of those uh, words, speaking to one another, in Greek, it actually is a reciprocal speaking. It's a sharing. It's a give and take. It's an exchanging and sharing of thoughts and feelings. This verse is instructing us to share thoughts and feelings of praise for each other, towards one another, with each other. God has placed each of us in each other's lives for a reason and for a purpose. And we're a gift to each other. We add value to each other. And that's something that's worth praising. That's something that's worth expressing gratitude and thanksgiving towards. And as we do that, again, it enables us to go farther, to be able to live life to the fullest. Jesus said, I've come that they can have life and life more abundantly. And as we're expressing gratitude, as we're sharing what we're thankful for for each other, it brings an abundance of life so we don't grow weary, so we can keep moving forward. And having thoughts and feelings of gratitude isn't enough. Just, just you know, patting ourselves on the back saying, man, I can see the good that, that Brian's doing. I can see the good that I can see the good that these people are doing. Man, it's really cool that Corinne's doing this. You know, we can see it and recognize it, but if we don't actually pour it out and actually share it, it's not even that we're neglecting to put oil in there. It's as if we're putting sand in, inside of the gears of a relationship. So when there's no gratitude, when we're not expressing thanksgiving towards our kids, towards our spouses, towards our bosses, when we're holding that stuff in, and we're not trying to find ways to share what we're grateful for about each other, it's like putting sand in there. And when we see the good things that people are doing, and we don't share it, and we just kind of say, yes, I it's like sand. So it's not nothing. And so we have to be aware of what's going on around us and, and express these different things. And because unexpressed gratitude is ingratitude. And it'll cause these gears to grind and come to a screeching halt. Another word for this is thankless. And I have a, a, a two definitions of thank, thankless. And we're going to check these out. Tell me if you look at these and, and if you can imagine a relationship thriving with this, right? We have uh, the first definition, not likely to obtain thanks. So I'm a th you're thankless. Not expressing or feeling gratitude. 
when we are thankless, we're not sharing what we're grateful for, we're not expressing thanksgiving, we're going to end up feeling unappreciated, and the people in our lives will feel unappreciated, and we're going to be living a life of ungratefulness, of being ungrateful for the gifts that God has put in our lives and each other. And we will not get far as a church or as individuals if we're living a thankless, ungrateful life towards each other. We have to consider ways to stir each other up, to not grow weary, and to encourage each other. And saying thank you to each other is a very simple and practical way that we can do that. Now, like I mentioned earlier, life is complicated. And it becomes more complicated as our relationships grow and as, as they begin to expand and to multiply. And you can see uh, when, we're, when we first start out, we have this small kind of gear system here with these few gears, and that's when we're, you know, a little bit younger, right? It's, it's, it's basic, but it's still complicated, but it's not over the top. We have relationships with, you know, our parents, with teachers, with our siblings, and maybe some friends. And then as time goes on, our, our relationships start to multiply, and we get a new set of gears that will allow us to go farther, that allow us to go faster, more efficiently, more effectively. Our church family, to all of these different things that we have going on, things get so much more complicated, but so much more valuable and powerful, it says in Colossians 1 that Jesus is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church. When we add the complexity of our lives to what God is doing, we become part of something so much bigger than ourselves, so much bigger than our little gear system. And when we become part of what God is doing, we add ourselves to that, we are empowered and enabled to go farther, to live life in a greater way, in a more fulfilling and meaningful way than we could ever on our own. When we have these relationships with each other, they're, they're coming through our relationship with Jesus, and every other relationship comes to life. Even the painful relationships that have ended and the door is closed, Jesus can bring healing in that area. As we learn to forgive the same way he has forgiven us. And as we're healed from the pain of the past relationships, we begin to see the value that every person around us adds. We begin to see each other as the way that God is seeing us. As image bearers. As people who have unique expression of the beauty and the glory and the awesomeness of God. When we are able to take the spotlight off of our own pain and our own shame and to set aside all of our efforts to earn God's love, to earn other people's love, and to receive the forgiveness and the healing that Jesus has for us, we can take that spotlight off of ourselves and we can begin to focus it on the people that God has placed in our lives. And we begin to use our efforts to add value, to praise, to give thanks, to encourage each other as we grow as we move forward, as we, as we do everything that God has called us to do as a church and as individuals, because of Jesus, our pain and our shame has been healed and forgiven. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. When we value others above our pain and above our shame and our selfish efforts, to try to earn God's love 
when we are able to value people above that, we begin to live in the way that God wants us to live. And we take these extra steps of humility to let other people know that they're awesome, that we see them, that we recognize them, that we appreciate the value helps us to be able to move in a more functional way. And it'll cause our relationships to be more smooth and efficient. Now, just imagine how beat up and tired your kids are, your coworkers, your managers, your neighbors, how exhausted they are from the gears grinding in their own lives. There's, maybe there's even somebody that right now you're having some sand in the relationship. There's some sand in the gears, right? What if gratitude is the thing that can start causing that relationship to, to go better? And what if you're the person to express the gratitude, to take that step of humility and say, you know what? Hey, man, I'm grateful for you. I'm, I'm glad that you're in my life. I am thankful that God has done this in you, that God has put this gift or this skill, or that you reflect God in these different ways, man. I'm grateful for you. Think of that person and, and shoot them a text later on. We see how gratitude greases the gears of relationship all throughout the Bible and through many of the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to the churches um, he had relationship with. So I have these greetings of gratitude. We're not going to get into each and every one of these because we just don't have the time. But if you read through these, each one of these, snap a picture of it, you can go uh, study it up later. This is a, the list of the greeting of gratitude. It shows how gratitude helped to build the church that we're a part of today. And a couple of highlights as you, as you read through these later on um, is that Paul is expressing gratitude for very specific aspects from each of these groups. It's not just a general like, hey, you guys are awesome. You're doing mighty things for God. Okay, now here's the rest of the letter. No, Paul is aware of what's going on in them, the good that they're doing, the value that they're adding because he's paying attention and he's very specific with what he's giving praise for, what he's thanking them for, what he's expressing gratitude towards. And so in our lives, with the people in our lives that God has put around us in our households, in our neighborhoods, in our community groups, in our church, for us to be hyper-observant and aware of what people are doing and to be very specific about the value that they add, about what it is you're grateful for, what it is you're thankful for about them, to be very specific, not just a general, hey, man, you're doing a good job, like, or the, the guy at the cell phone booth, like, if you, that's you, I love you, praise God, uh, but uh, I've been in sales before, and, like, I've been around poor salesmen, and you know, you know when somebody's just saying something to try to butter you up. You know, it's like when Jenna's like, Kyle, you big muscly man. Can you, he's just so strong, man. Can you please change these light bulbs? It's like, I just know, like, okay, like, my muscles have nothing to do with this woman. But yes, I'll change the light bulbs because you're so darn cute. But we know, we know when somebody's not being genuine or sincere. Uh, not that Jenna, she's always genuine and sincere. It's awesome. But it's important for us to be observant and specific. And it's important for us to express that, whether it's in writing like Paul did, because that's what he had, or by buying somebody a gift or getting them a card. I was up in uh, Jacob's studio the other day up here, and uh, I was looking. He has, he has cards in there that, of people who have written, thank you for what you do, right? So it's important. It's impactful. It might seem like, hey, it's just a dollar card, whatever. You know, I put a $5 Starbucks in there. 
but to be intentional and observant about what people are doing in your lives and to express it. And why it's so important to do that is that in any relationship, and especially when you start multiplying the relationships, there's going to be hardship. There's going to be difficult conversations. There's going to be things that are going to strain and stress the relationship. And if you read through these letters that Paul is writing to these folks, uh, you know, eventually there's uh, something in there that he's addressing that is painful, that is confronting something, or there's hard things going on with that group of people. And, and to be able to have gratitude within those gears is so, so important. Because in your own lives, in my life, in our lives, there's going to be hardship. There's going to be hard things that are going to happen that are going to strain relationships. And when we have gratitude there, when we're expressing genuine, specific thankfulness and gratitude towards the people in our lives, it greases those gears and it helps those hard times to be able to not uh, blow up the motor and blow up the whole entire system. But what happens when there's gratitude is that those hard times, those hard conversations, these different hardships, they actually make the motor stronger. They make the whole mechanism stronger and go farther and more powerful. And that's the beauty of, of, of being able to add our lives to what God is doing, is that when hardship comes and we're connected with God's people and there's gratitude, there's abundance of thankfulness and awareness and gratitude, it takes the hard times and turns them into something amazing and valuable that makes us stronger, that, that tightens the bonds of relationship that we have with God and with each other. I've seen it over and over, things that I'm like, dude, this relationship is toast. It's done. There's a huge blowout. And then the next day, we're meeting at uh, Freddy's Burger, crying about how much we love each other, you know? Like, this is, this is what God does. This is how, how uh, he, he does things through our relationships. And so, um, how do we do this? How do we express gratitude? How do, we, how do we let people know that we're thankful for them, right? Expressing Thanks towards another person is almost as um, uncomfortable and awkward as receiving thanks from another person. We have such a hard time expressing and receiving gratitude from each other, and it's so awkward that we actually have ways of navigating the discomfort. So you'll hear when somebody gives something or gives a gift or says something, it's like, you shouldn't have done that. No, you shouldn't. It's like, why not? Right? But it's that uncomfort, that discomfort that we have with receiving. Another one is, um, oh, I couldn't accept that. No, 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 no. No, I can't accept that praise. I can't accept that gift or that thing. So it's like, why? Because it makes you uncomfortable, right? Because it's awkward to be able to receive something. Uh, one of my favorites is when somebody does something for somebody and like, hey, man, thanks for your help, right? I'm, I'm expressing gratitude for what you've done. Thank you. And, and the person says, oh, it's the least I could have done. It's like, wait, you tell me you did the least you could have done? You mean there's more that you could have done, but you did the least you could have done? Right? So we have all these like really weird ways of, of interacting with thanks and gratitude. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, the reality is we just have to embrace the awkward. You know, we just have to embrace how uncomfortable it is and how awkward it is. And keep in mind that as we express gratitude to grease the gears of relationship, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. And if you know me, I am the king of awkward. Man, I, there's pictures that people take with me that never get posted. Because I'm like, what the heck, man? I was being so funny and so cool, but I was being awkward. And I've learned to just kind of embrace it. I, I will say, I have learned to kind of like dial it down, dial back a little bit. I remember uh, 
years ago back in Bend, Oregon. We're at Abby's Pizza with Andy and the furniture store staff, and we're having a staff meeting, eating some pizza, and I noticed that Andy had uh, these Nike shoes on, and I was like, bro, those are the same shoes I have. I get up in the pizza, rip his shoe off. I'm like, no way, dude. I have these same shoes. <laughs> and they're like, shoeless in the middle of a pizza place. Like, what is going on? So I've learned to tone down the awkwardness, but at the same time, we just have to embrace some of it. And so um, what I have here is a, is a series of text messages uh, from some of my friends that kind of show, uh, just embrace the awkward, right? You're such a miracle worker. I love you, man. We're so blessed, blah, 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 and you're cute. You just got to add some of that awkwardness in there, man, right? And he says, you're crazy, with some smoochy emojis. And I respond, as any good, mature Christian man would, crazy in love with you, maybe, you just got to embrace it. You got to just embrace the awkward, embrace it, right? So another set of uh, text messages we have here. I love you, dude. I'm grateful to be your friend. I'm happy uh, to have a reassuring friend like you. Thank you for being Kyle Bertels. Man, like that seems so simple, but you know, just that expression of like, I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm thankful for you. Goes a long way. And this other one uh, I got from another friend says, Kyle, you're so awesome. And I responded, of course, with Harrison Ford. I know. And uh, I love that gift so much that I use it uh, frequently here. So cute. No, you're so cute. I know. (laughs) So you just got to embrace it, man. You just got to find a way to express the gratitude, find a way to express the thankfulness, to do the different things that in a silly, awkward way, but that is genuine and sincere. That first message, right, it it said very clearly, man, I'm grateful to be doing this with you. You add huge value to what we're doing at this church. That's a big deal. And it's specific, and yeah, you're cute and crazy and crazy in love with you. So expressing gratitude, thanks to the people in our lives, it keeps the people in our lives motivated and moving forward in their lives. And when we recognize and give thanks for the impact that someone is having in our lives, It means we have to stop focusing on ourselves and notice what other people are doing and then to do whatever it takes, as awkward as it may be, to express that gratitude for who they are, for what they're doing, and tell them that you're grateful and thankful for who they are and what they're doing. And when this becomes a normal part of our lives, daily, weekly, our interactions with each other and with the people we share life with, will improve drastically because gratitude greases the gears of relationship. It just does. And so what I want to do as we wrap up, we have a few more minutes left, is um, to go back to that thought that we had of the person that is very sandy relationship that you have, right? If you don't have anybody, that's fine. But I want to take a few minutes and actually do this. Find somebody in your phone, preferably somebody where there's a, a contention, there's sand in the gears, and right now, as we're wrapping up, shoot them a text messages, uh, message and tell them that you're thankful for them. Something specific. Make it awkward. Go ahead. Get your phones out. This is an okay time. You have permission from one of the pastors to text somebody in a minute, guys. <laughs> you better be. Wait, no, I don't want that because that means there's a lot of sand. That Actually, never mind. <laughs> if my phone blows up, I'll be worried. <laughs> I'm the sand. Father, I just thank you so much, God, for your goodness to us, Lord, just for the ways uh, (laughs) that somebody is thankful for my sand. (laughs) Uh, God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your mercy uh, that you've shown us, God, that you don't hold our sins against us, God, that you remove them from us so we can move forward in relationship with each other. 
God, that you, we have no pain, no shame to dwell on, to try to make up for, because you made up for it entirely, God. And because of that, God, we get to have a relationship with each other. Lord, so I pray that you would open our eyes, open our minds, help us to be more aware of the people around us and the value that they add. And give us, God, just that ability to find the words, the ways to express, the ways to communicate thankfulness and gratitude. God, maybe it is a text message. Maybe it's a cup of coffee. Maybe it's a plate of cookies. God, maybe it's whatever it might be. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit, and I trust that your Holy Spirit will speak to us in creative ways to be able to show gratitude for the people in our lives. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And we thank you for everything that you're doing in, through, and around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Finish up your text messages. Cool. Is anybody wrapping up? That was a great exercise. I've been kind of a little bit at odds with myself, so I just sent myself a couple of incredible text messages. I'm feeling amazing right now. It's going to be a new part of my regular thing I do in life. It's awesome. Uh, let's pray. Uh, and, you know, yes, you guys go out. This is community. Let me just say this. The number one complaint we ever hear about church is, I'm a number. Okay, if you are a number at this church, okay, it is your fault. It just is. Because we don't make you a number, and everybody down that hallway going into that chapel to hang out and have our super cheap snacks uh, doesn't make you a number either. So we are here to have relationship. And if you stay and you engage some people, even if you're brand new, it's your first day, or even if you've been here a long time and everybody already knows they don't like you, you can change that by being around and being nice, and you'll eventually change people's opinion of you. But there's a chance to go make a friend down the hallway and to enjoy and connect, okay? So, Father, I pray you be with all of us this week, Lord. I pray that uh, Kyle's amazing word and challenge to actually get the gratitude out of our hearts and out in the world where it can make a difference, Lord, that you will uh, work in people to do that today. Father, to overcome the awkwardness, to overcome all those things, to overcome our eyes being on ourselves focus on others, Lord, and see the goodness you put in our life and begin to appreciate them. Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Go make a friend. Have a good time. Take the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.